So today I have John Garza with Princess Quality Inspections. John's from a family of inspectors. His dad runs a very successful inspection business in Houston. And John is focused primarily on the Austin market now. So, John, maybe you can give give the audience a little background on yourself. Sure. I actually um, was working uh, nine to five for most, uh, actually, yeah, all of my adult life. My dad actually was a part-time inspector for quite some time. And for the uh, first couple of years, he had no idea that this could even be a, uh, he could even go full-time. You know, he was a um, nine to five worker his entire life. Business started to pick up. From there, he just quit his job, took a risk, and now he's booked up almost a month in advance. Down in Houston, he needed help, and so he would find this really interesting. So I started going on inspections with him, just kind of uh, toying with the idea of doing it. You know, fast forward a year later, I'm apprenticing under him, gone on uh, hundreds of inspections just being an apprentice in Houston. Two years later, get my license, go professional, being able to start off on a really, really good footing. Maybe talk about reports and, and how those look, um, you know, from the standpoint of a report for a pre-inspection versus a, a report for a, an inspection for a buyer. Do you see any, do you see any sort of difference in that, the quality or the time spent or also the price? Yeah. So the, for both of those things, we, we actually spend the same amount of time inspecting, no matter if it's the seller or mm -hmm. the potential buyer. It Makes is all sense. the same inspection. We don't really cut corners uh, at all. And, you know, sellers typically don't inquire for inspections. We do have those requests, but it is recommended. It's going to oh. get inspected anyway. The more information, the better, because, you know, you're kind of shooting in the dark. You're, you're, you're throwing a, a number at a wall and you're saying, this is the price that I want. Meanwhile, mm -hmm. how long has it been since you've been in your attic? You know, like yeah. how long has it been since you've actually, you know, walked around your foundation? These are big, big ticket items. Whenever it does get inspected by a third party, it's not foreign to us to knock off twenty to $30,000 off of the asking price. I actually did an inspection the other day and the fence was just completely shot. I mean, posts rotted, mm -hmm. uh, all of the fence boards were rotted, supports rotted completely. It hasn't been changed in 20 years, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and fencing and prices of materials, uh, I'm mm -hmm. sure you know, is completely skyrocketed right now, especially lumber. Mm -hmm. That that could be, they could be looking at a fifteen dollars to $20,000 job, you know? I mean, yeah. it was a large, large fence. Mm -hmm. um, and, so, that, and that's a good point. You bring up a good point. You know, a lot of buyers in this market, their main goal is to, you know, have the winning offer. And so they can, they can be really aggressive up front and say, hey, we're willing to pay so much above ask, but then knowing that on the kind of on the back end, requesting big changes and the seller doesn't want to not go under contract or lose that contract and then go back on the market because it, it sort of poisons the house. And so that puts the buyer in a, in a very powerful position to have these big problems that come up. And, and that's why I bring it up uh, the pre-inspection. I always recommended, even in a market like this, in a market this hot, that you're taking a lot of it off for the buyer, you're taking that negotiation power off the table. And at the same time, you may end up getting the same bid or maybe even a higher bid. Potentially, you're creating a higher bid for the sale price. And then on the back end, once you're under contract with the five-day period, and negotiation period, you end up with maybe you give them $1,000 or $1,500 in the give back. You're not giving them a, a, a fence or negotiating half of a fence or you know, that sort of thing. And, and so I think, yeah, you bring up a great point. Maybe you can talk a little bit about the buy side maybe even new home builds 
and what goes into an inspection for a new home build. Sure. Uh, yeah. So I went to these offices. They have these sales consultants, these new construction and their idea, a lot of them, not all of them, but a good amount of them have this building out front and someone comes in to look to buy a home in that subdivision from the builder and they have their own sales consultant. I say that with air quotes, they're sales consultants. So they're trying to remove the real estate agent and mm-hmm. then also remove the inspector by letting them know like, hey, we have our own inspectors. And not only do we have our own inspectors, it also gets inspected by the city as well, which mm-hmm. is true. That is true. They yeah. do have those inspectors. However, those inspectors are inspecting 20 houses a day. 15 houses a day. And we primarily do mostly new construction inspections in Houston. All of those new construction builds have issues. All of them have deficiencies. All -hmm. of them have even simple deficiencies, you know, stuff that's like very obvious, you know, like tidying up certain areas of flashings and claddings like that. That kind mm-hmm. of stuff is, uh, for, for an inspector, that is a very obvious, obvious call out to be fixed. Maybe you can describe what, you, when you say flashings and- Sorry, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just, my apologies. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably right. going to do that a lot because there's a lot of uh, <laughs> uh, technical stuff that I just assume people know. Plattings are flashings and sightings. A lot of the times, they're in a hurry. They have deadlines to meet. A lot of the times, they'll just throw up stuff and be like, oh, you know, that, that looks like it is a uh, um, water impermeable. Something so simple as uh, putting uh, the metal flashing underneath and around the roof to wall uh, transition. So where Mm -hmm. a roof meets a wall, there's gotta be some kind of water deterrent because all that's underneath there, all that's on top of there is shingles. And then you have tar paper, um, uh, tar paper or a weather barrier. Mm -hmm. And that's it. There could be holes under that weather barrier, who knows? So Mm -hmm. it is, it's extremely important to have some more water shedding material the inspectors they miss a lot of stuff and you know it's yeah. i'm sure they're doing the best that they can but at the end of 20, the day 20 in a 20 in a day is a lot um, i mean we do we do three <laughs> we do three in a day you know so like yeah, and, yeah. and that's a good day and we don't we could load more maybe but that is cutting it very close and we start at 10 a.m Mm-hmm. And we go all the way to 8 p.m. So yeah, and my my experience with you know ins- inspections is typically at least two and a half hours, but more like you know three to four. Absolutely. And uh, you create a digital report, right? It, it's 60, 70 some pages or or something like that. Is that right? Uh, yep, that is correct. Uh, every nice. deficiency that we ever have, we, I typically provide. We provide a, a photo, and then. Um, We'll also provide diagrams for build diagrams to show you how, how it should look. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a stock photos that we pull from a uh, um, certain website. Most people end up calling us asking like, Hey, what are some of the major issues that you find? And, you know, we are, we are extremely customer service friendly. Um, we'll, I'll sit down with them and I'll actually walk them through most of the report, show them the deficiencies that they should be worried about some things that are potential issues down Mm -hmm. the road. And and what I found in in working with buyers is, okay, you have, you have all these, these little things that you look at and you can weigh how important they are, or, you know, if you want to have a handyman fix them, but you know, there's, there's these larger issues that are just, they're the things that you're, you're ruling those out. You're, you're saying like, this is not 
going to be a huge issue, hopefully in you know five to 10 years. We last met, you shared a story about a new build and it's something that you found is kind of an interesting story. So I, I thought I'd give you a chance to, to kind of talk about that. Sure, sure, yeah. So um, this was actually a warranty inspection. Everything, when we were on the pre-drywall inspection, before the insulation went up, everything seemed fine. And then 11 month home builders warranty is uh, about to go up. So they ask us to come out again and do a inspection before their warranty goes up. And we get there and we ask them, we, we like to ask like, is there anything that y'all have noticed that y'all have questions on before we start our inspection? Just so that way we could put a little more attention and mm-hmm. emphasis on uh, certain certain things that they had questions on. And so they said, yeah, you know, <laughs> there's a room upstairs and for some reason it kind of smells a little rancid. And so we start, we go up. It's like, sometimes you could forget it. So as soon as it's fresh on our mind, we like to go up and and check that out. We walk in the room and it's, (laughs) it's very apparent. And so we uh, took our infrared thermal imager out and uh, Mm -hmm. we start scanning the walls and then we see a temperature difference in the wall, a very, a variant. And, you know, usually the, the liquid, it doesn't look because it could have been, you know, it could have been an air leak, could have been like a lack of insulation. We'd be able to see that with the, the temperature mm, difference. Okay. But, you know, it was very concentrated. So we're like, huh, that is very interesting. What is that? <laughs> and so we put that down in the report as like something's in these walls. I don't know if it's making it smell. And sure enough, the builder comes out, they tear down that that piece of the wall, and there is a bottle, a water bottle filled with urine and it is it the water bottle is partially decomposed it's like it like it would fit it it was like a they took a photo of it and sent it to us and it was like a (laughs) a, a, like a like an inflated like it inflated because like i guess it releases gas and Uh and it popped so we learned something new we didn't know that it would inflate like that and yeah and it was it was exude it was exuding in in their uh in their upstairs bedroom is crazy most likely from the builder i'm sorry most likely from the crew Mm -hmm. and and you know we see that often on new construction builds we'll see beer cans in the attic Mm -hmm. uh we'll see you know uh um, we'll see cans everywhere we've actually seen recently we've seen a, a dr pepper can shoved into a shower drain and you know it was a warranty inspection they had no idea there was a dr pepper can in the shower drain when we talked about this you mentioned one of the services you can provide is being able to inspect throughout the process from the framing all the way to the very end which makes a lot of sense we go through pouring as well before they put those before when they put those forms up before the concrete goes in we Uh have done hundreds and hundreds if not a thousand inspections of uh pre-pour oh wow inspections like where the like checking the rebar um absolutely rebar the forms uh a lot of the times there'll be uh uh, the forms will bust you know um, especially Mm -hmm. in the rainy months the the actual clay soil will expand It'll bust the, some of those forms, the wood forms. When dirt gets down there, a lot of the times they'll just pour anyway. And wow. then that's where you get, you know, some big issues. Pockets of air. Oh, uh, yeah, dirt. absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And, you know, you want, it's, a, you know, it's your house's foundation. It is the, the structure on which it is laying on. This is this is your, your primary load bearing area of focus. Mm-hmm. And whenever you have dirt in your forms, I mean, that you can only imagine like that that could be a potential problem down the road we see it all the time 
it's really not uncommon to see, especially in pre-drop and pre-pour inspections. But you know, most of the time when we do call out pre-pour deficiencies, they they hop on it pretty quickly. They're pretty good about that yeah. because they understand the severity of it. But yeah, we we highly recommend pre-pour, pre-drywall, and then obviously the final phase. Typically, people like to do it before their walkthrough, mm-hmm. just so that way a lot of a lot of buyers they'll they'll print out the entire report. And they'll hand it to the builder and then they'll have a copy as well. And whenever they go through their walkthrough, they'll have the ability to communicate some of the more serious, also mm-hmm. cosmetic. Because, you know, and whenever they go with their blue tape, a lot of the times, you know, they're just pointing out little dings and cracks and stuff like that, you know, and, mm-hmm. and they don't have much else as far as a reference on, on real potential problems. It is recommended to have the inspection report prior to your walkthrough. Yeah, um, just sense. so that way you have more information and you're not... You're not going back and forth with the builder, you know, sending mm-hmm. them emails, calling them, you know, they're busy as well. And so are you. Mm-hmm. So it, it's mm-hmm. just good to kind of just get it all out of the way all at once. Are they typically responsive? It depends on the builder for sure. But yeah. uh, typically, if I were to give like a percentage of the fixed items that we report and they do fix, it's about 70 percent. So it's pretty, that's great. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, obviously, like st- certain small things, you know, they might leave out. That's not a giant issue. But, um, you know, obvious stuff that's easy fixes that we do mm-hmm. find often, like, for instance, like AC ducts in contact with like an exhaust vent that that's easy, but it's also a safety hazard. They'll, they yeah. have no problem making those kinds of adjustments. But in mm-hmm. my experience, it's they do a good job at uh, as long as you have that info and mm-hmm. um, We've actually seen many homes where they did not have a home inspector in their final phase or any of their phases of build, and then we do their 11-month warranty inspection, and that's where we see a lot of problems because, you know, 11 months went by, and they never had really any information. They just took the house as is. That's Um, a great – that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah, and – and this, there, I'm Again. sure there are a lot of people that are that are sitting on homes that were inspected by the builder inspector. And then most builders have a it's a one year warranty on 11 months. 11 months is, is usually the standard. But that is pretty much all builders, all builders. They provide that for new constructions. Uh, I don't know if you know, but windows are extremely pricey, especially the way we make them now. It's crazy to think that 11 months ago we did this inspection and these windows looked fine. And then mm-hmm. we came back out and for whatever reason, it's a little discolored. And what that would signal is that the hermetic seal has been busted. Basically, it's just glass at that point. There's no real value when it comes to insulating uh, and keeping the hot air and cold air outside and keeping all of the good stuff inside. So mm-hmm. let's say uh, you didn't decide to get a warranty, 11 month warranty inspection. And you know, you're just like, hey, everything's fine. Everything looks good. And then you find out that your windows are shot, you know, your house doesn't hold air very well. It doesn't hold the temperature very well. And you get an inspection and you find out that, you know, you $900 worth of a window replacement. And, you know, that all falls on you now. You could have mitigated that with a $225 inspection, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah, it is, it is a, it's a big problem. We see it very, very often. Especially with all the new builds going on in, in the Austin area, on surrounding areas, there's just so many new, there's so many new homes and they're going up fast. This is still in the past 10 years, uh, it's still pretty new uh, of how quick these subdivisions are going up. They have it down to a sweet, sweet science on building as fast as they can and as efficiently as they can. 
for, you know, as, you know, unfortunately for some people as low of cost as they can. Whenever I inspect certain older homes that were maintained pretty well, you could just tell you go in the attic and man, they're, they're all of the, the rafters in the attic, the framing is made from like heartwood, uh, which is like mm -hmm. the center core of the trees. And those, those, man, a lot of those houses are built so well. You, you know, there, there, there are obvious outliers uh, where, you know, there, there's some that, that are work that are, were built really well. And then others just like everything else that, you know, aren't, aren't up to standard, but mm -hmm. a lot of these, mm -hmm. uh, these newer homes and a lot of these builders, for some reason, you know, it, it's just, it's a speed game. They want to get it done out of the cost. And a lot mm -hmm. of the times, you know, you could see it, you could tell in their workmanship, people who are looking to buy a, a new newly built home, you know, you, you, you think it looks great. You know, they have such a good, good idea of some of these designs. Some of these designs are really nice and they're aesthetic, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're urban and modern looking. So yeah, at front, at face value, it's like, oh man, I love the way this house looks, but it's like, do you, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. do you know how it was built? It's your biggest investment. You know, this yeah. might be the biggest investment you ever make in your entire life. Most people yeah. it is, you know, if it were me, <laughs> I want it to be as, as close to perfect as I, as I possibly can, can put put it into that position yeah um, for sure yeah is there anything else that you'd like to share before before uh, we sign off here yeah i actually prepared some small amounts of information on uh just new homeowners potential home future home buyers it's important and i actually grew up with my both of my parents being extreme the homes around them are mostly renters nothing against renters but you know, typically they don't maintain their home as as though they were the buyers. They're one of the few buyers left on the street, and you could you could tell. Ever since I was a kid, my dad I used to always see my dad uh, um, putting water on our foundation around all the four corners of the house because, and I used to like wonder like why are you wetting our house? You know, as a kid, and he's like it's going to be important in the future. And <laughs> you know, sure enough, they have no you can't see any kinds of erosion from their foundation at all. Zero. <laughs> uh, and you know, in Texas, at certain times of the year, it gets dry. We don't have uh, well, there's certain parts of the year that of course, there's humidity, there's rain. But there's some times where this this heat gets us and uh, what ends up happening to a lot of the clay soil in Texas is it starts to break apart, and it gets less and less load bearing. So it'll start mm -hmm. to erode out. And a good way to uh, mitigate that is to every once in a while, if you have a garden or something, get your water hose and just spray around your house or set an automatic sprinkler to um, keep moisture around your foundation. That could go a long way. And, you know, once a month, maybe that might be asking too much. I'm not saying have it wet at all times, but good moisture content is, is good for a, uh, a long-term slab. So that's, that's important. A lot of people never think of that. Another one for safety, there is so many homeowners who have no idea where any of their shutoffs are for their main systems. They have no idea. Great, great point. Yeah, like where's your main water cutoff? Like they have no idea. Finding out where your shutoffs are, your electrical service shutoff is from the exterior, your water cutoff sh uh, shutoff is, and your gas shut off as well. Just in case of an emergency, you know, you don't have to wait for the fire department to come out and turn off your electrical. You know, you know what to do. You ha you took that measure already. You turned off your gas, you turn off your electricity, you turn off your water if there's a, a bust. Another thing, filters, filters are extremely important. 
um, obvious HVAC filters that that doesn't just clean your air. It actually protects your unit and uh, it helps with the longevity of your unit because dust will damage your a lot of the components in your uh, HVAC system. That's extremely important. Easy, easy fix. I mean, it's just, you know, a filter, literally. Um, mm -hmm. It even has the sizes on the filter, so you could order it off of Amazon. Once every six months. Once every six, six months. months. Okay, that's typical. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, once every six months. I mean, we have gone in so many houses where the filter is basically non-existent. There's no filter there. It's it's like, you know, a couple strings left on the, on the filter, <laughs> you know. So um, that that's hugely important and, and, and very easily forgettable. Most building standards now have AFCI testing breakers where you can actually test it. You could flip your AFCI and the AFCI stands for arc fault circuit interrupter. And it's just in case there's ever an arc in your ACE, in your in your electrical system, it immediately shuts it off. Because mm -hmm. um, oh, obviously that's a potential that's a big potential hazard, potentially a fire hazard. And mm -hmm. now that they have these systems, it is recommended to just go out to your panel. The, it, the button literally says test and just hit where it says test, reflip your breaker and, you know, go about your day. That's, that's mm -hmm. all it takes. And this is recommended to do even by, this is recommended by manufacturers, by the manufacturers just once a year, you know, maybe set an alarm on your phone or something, you know, to, this is the time where I just go mm -hmm. through the stuff to maintain. Some of the older homes may not have that. Oh, most of them don't. No, absolutely not. Uh, these are all, these are mostly new, newer builds. Um, okay. Great. Okay. Uh, another thing, paint, you know, that, that is overlooked. Paint is very important. You know, we, we mostly look at it as just cosmetic. It is a sealer. It is designed also to protect your siding, to protect your wood trim. It's, mm -hmm. it's recommended by most uh, paint manufacturers to repaint your siding and trim for 10 years. I mean, uh, in 10 years, because okay. that's when it starts to deteriorate. With painting, you definitely would want to have, make sure that anyone who's painting it, you know, it's not a cousin that doesn't put oh, no, a no, primer, no. primer on it, you know, exactly. and, and the yeah. primer is a big part of that, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Primer is a huge part. Um, I mean, professionally painted. Do you, and if you're going to do it, do your research. That's, that's very important as well. Yeah, because mm -hmm. painting, uh, and then all, like, you have to deal with the removal of the paint, but a new coat every 10 years, that protects whenever you that paint starts to come off you could tell like there's parts where you know the the wood will start cracking and mm -hmm. um, the, this heat this this climate is very intense um with the sun and the uv mm -hmm. so uh, it may even be less than that in certain parts of texas just like our roofs you know our roofs are not you know they say 30-year roofs but meanwhile the roof in texas only really lasts a 30-year roof really in texas lasts like 24 25 years you know, mm -hmm. same goes for a 20-year roof. You know, sometimes, most of the time, they'll last for 15 years. It's just intense, mm -hmm. intense sun mm -hmm. here. The elements are constantly trying to work against your house. Yeah, yeah. An, ounce of, an ounce of prevention, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, a lot of these things that I just jotted off, you know, along with paint, going around, just making sure the caulk around uh, certain trimmings and around your windows and stuff like that isn't, um, completely deteriorated away. You want it to be tight. I know that there is a water barrier behind that and it's impermeable, but you don't want to make it so easy for water to get behind certain trimmings and, you know, eventually it could cause rotting and deterioration of some of those wood trimmings. All these other small things that I just said, 
um, pretty pretty easy. Not not a lot of time in, in your biggest mm-hmm. investment that you'll probably ever make. Those are great tips, John. Really appreciate that. Hopefully the audience does too. Yeah, really, really insightful stuff. So I'm sure that there will be people that will want to contact you. Getting a home inspector for a lot of people, we typically try to not include ancillary services like infrared thermal imaging and checking the foundation with our commercial level. We we don't charge extra for that. We, we don't want to deter people away from getting a home inspection just purely on price because a lot of the times they could be very, very expensive. So yeah, we, we, we typically stay very affordable and that's, that's what we pride ourselves on and, and also providing the same, if not better, uh, customer service and also inspections. So uh, yeah. Perfect. Um, Maybe you can share also your you know, contact uh, info, uh, either email, website, that sort of thing. Sure. Uh, so we are actually working on improving our website right now. Uh, we just had a Google listing up for a long time, and I'm working on actually improving our uh, and, and making building out a new website. But the listing is still up. It is www. I don't. I don't think I have to say that anymore. I don't know why I said www. I'm a, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, um, princessqualityinspections.com. Also follow us on Instagram. Prince another Princess Quality Inspections at Instagram. Send me an email if you have any questions. Uh, Inspector John Garza, J O H N G A R Z A at gmail.com. And uh, all of our contact, all of my contact and Lupe's contact, which is my father, is on our website and then also on our Instagram. That's fantastic, John. John, you you provided so much great information today. I really, uh, you know, really appreciate what you what you brought today to this first episode. Um, and uh, you know, it was a little rough getting getting the technical stuff going <laughs> initially, but but we got it. And uh, yeah, just want to thank you for your time and and uh, you know, hope that people got some value out of this. And if you if you did, please please do contact John. He definitely knows what he's talking about and, and uh, can help you in the long run. We talked about the eleven month warranty period. I think a lot of people just don't know about that. And and so yeah, if you if you're sitting on your home and it's brand new and it's been eleven months, definitely reach out to John. So thanks a lot, man. Well, you know, yeah. it was fun. It was fun. I really yeah. enjoyed it. And uh, if anyone has any questions or uh, if you have any questions, Luke, feel free to contact us. All righty. We'll take care. Thanks, John. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Luke. Take care.